गुड मॉर्निंग और आफ्टरनून और इवनिंग एज वी नो इट डज इन मैटर टाइम इज इरेलीवेंट वेलकम टू द फोर्थ एपिसोड ऑफ यू कैन चेक आउट एनी टाइम यू लाइक बट यू कैन नेवर लीव थैंक यू फॉर चूजिंग टू जॉइन मी यू सी वाई दैट्स फनी इन अ बेट सो दिस स्टोरी फोकस ऑन भरत द सन ऑफ शकुंतला एंड दुष्यंत हु वॉज जस्ट अ लिटल फॉरेस्ट बॉय इन द लास्ट एपिसोड By this point of time he's conveniently forgotten he grew up in a forest and is just as annoying and arrogant about his kingdom as all the rest of the kings yet the country is still named after him i swear there's no justice in this world but anyway let's read the story and see how it goes Bharat grew up to be a great king. He had 3 wives. Every time they presented a son to him, he would say, "He does not look like me or he does not behave like me." Perhaps suggesting his wives were unfaithful to him or that the children were unworthy. In fear, Bharat's wives abandoned these children. A time came when Bharat was old and had no heirs. So he performed a yagya. At the end of the yagya, the devas gave him a son called Vitat. Vitat was conceived when Brihaspati in an un- in an uncharacteristic moment of lust had forced himself on his sister-in-law Mamta wife of Utathya Both Brihaspati and Mamta rejected this child Brihaspati because the child reminded him of his moment of weakness and Mamta because this child was forced upon her Vitat was thus like Shakuntala a child abandoned by his parents He was accepted by the devas who passed him on to Bharat Vitat grew up to be an extremely capable ruler and so despite being adopted was crowned king by Bharat for Bharat the criteria for kingship rested in worthiness not bloodline this made Bharat the noblest of kings in the eyes of the people this was perhaps another reason why the rose apple continent of Jambudwipa came to be known as Bharatvarsh or simply Bharat the land that was once ruled by one such as Bharat Okay so nothing against Bharat but he was kind of a dick for just abandoning a bunch of kids also did he not have any girl children if he did what happened to them so many questions unfortunately we don't have the time to focus on all of Bharat's idiosyncrasies instead we'll be focusing on just one the choices he makes by the act of choosing his heir he's deciding who's worthy of holding the throne and so places all the hopes and responsibilities on him it's important that he chose the new king rather than accepting his son because through the act of choosing he is able to place all his expectations on a singular receptacle bharat himself almost rejected by his father begins his quest for an heir by first rejecting a number of his own sons for various arbitrary reasons he says presumably of newborn children that they either don't look like me or don't behave like me etc etc he rejects them based on things one couldn't possibly see in a newborn child but more importantly he rejects them because he wants the ability to choose his heir rejection is also an act of choice that is although his father accepted him because he was blood he rejects his children on the same basis he rejects the children and instead chooses vitat who bears no blood relation to him apart from the one that all the gods and demigods in indian culture seem to have to be the lawful heir to his throne 
for Bharat, the criteria for kingship rested in worthiness, not bloodlines. So in today's episode, I'll be focusing on this act, the chosen one trope, and the kind of expectations and perceptions that are heaped upon all those who embody the trope. The chosen one is anybody who is consciously selected to accomplish a task, lead a nation, or restore balance to the universe. Chosen ones usually come from a lowly heritage or have a history of abandonment relating to their parents. These parents are usually either dead or extremely important characters in the world of the story. Examples of this include Harry Potter from Harry Potter, Frodo from Lord of the Rings, and Neo from The Matrix. The chosen one can also be born into their destiny. That is usually the case when their birth is predicted or foretold in some way. Examples of this are Anakin from Star Wars and Aang and his successor Korra from the Avatar The Last Airbender and the Legend of Korra series. Common to all these subtypes of the trope is the fact that the chosen one is always selected in some way and that they are always meant to be a singular saviour. That is, even if they have help, it is only them who can truly accomplish what is the goal of the book movie or TV show is. In this way, the chosen one becomes a singular receptacle of all the hopes and dreams of those who have wittingly or unwittingly selected them. The chosen one is always meant to do the right thing, to be just and kind, and to invariably save the world they inhabit. Thus, the chosen one trope, much like the revenge idea we spoke about earlier, embodies escapism in the idea of there possibly being one single answer to all the world's evils. By believing in a chosen one, people are able to believe that the answer is out there, beyond their control, and that they don't need to play a part in their own destinies, or in the way events in their lives shape up. Since the chosen one is in charge, other individuals are no longer required to concern themselves with the state of the world around them. We see this trope play out not just in fiction or mythologies, but, obviously, in real life as well. Specifically in India, with the current Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, He was chosen, of course, by a democratic election. While technically his party, the Bharatiya Janata Party, was chosen by the elections and he was selected as the prime ministerial candidate by members of the party. But of course, everyone knows that in the 2019, as well as in the 2014 elections, it wasn't really the party, but Modi and his cult of personality that was selected by the voting Indian public. Although he chose to run for elections and chose to mould his personality that way, he still represents the trope of the chosen one, the receptacle of hope to the larger Indian public. When elected, Modi was lauded as being the one who would single-handedly quote-unquote fix India, or to borrow a term from another megalomaniac, make India great again. People from all walks of life truly believed that he would be the one to solve all the problems that are currently plaguing our nation. Not only that, but they believed he was the only one who would be able to do it. That is precisely how the trope operates in fictions and mythologies as well. Even in the case of Bharat and Vitat, Bharat was convinced that of all the possible options, only Vitat would be good enough to rule his kingdom. On a phone call while running a COVID crisis helpline, I spoke to a migrant labourer, who after complaining about how the government wasn't helping her, asked if I could connect her to Modi, because he will definitely solve my problems. Somehow the government and Modi became two separate units. Modi appears to be able to operate outside the law, as everybody's personal superhero. By believing Modi is the chosen one, the Indian public indulges itself in the dangerous fantasy of believing there is a chosen one at all. And more importantly, believing that if there is a chosen one, they are undeniably correct and will assuredly solve everyone's problems. 
in a lot of cases such as with Harry Potter and Frodo they are the chosen ones but don't often feel like they are they are more often regular creatures with no specific powers out of the ordinary and are only chosen by the whims of a prophecy or like with Vithat by an elder believing they have hidden talents or virtues this inherent normalcy actually acts in their favor because they are able to actually accrue the help of friends or family to help them accomplish their goals since they don't inherently believe they can do it themselves the idea of a chosen one becomes dangerous when they and others around them believe that they alone can accomplish a given task this once again brings us to the idea of singularity that we have discussed in the previous two episodes in this case the rather than a singular narrative or form of history being dangerous a singular idea or way of accomplishing that idea will be examined for the dangers associated with it a singular idea much like a singular history is a bad idea simply because of everything that must be left out for this to be the one correct way of doing things anakin skywalker in his quest to bring balance to the force ends up murdering a bunch of children modi in his quest for development murders murders a bunch of muslims following one person's idea of what is correct can often lead to disastrous consequences it is often the chosen ones who believe they are the best possible solution that fail the most drastically while it is the chosen ones who don't think they are correct and who actively seek help seek the help and advice of others who succeed even the pandavas who were prophesied to rule the kingdom seeked out the help and wisdom of a number of people in their quest to defeat the kauravas it was their ability to lean on others rather than any, than any inherent superiority they possessed that allowed them to win the bar- battle of kurukshetra and emerge vi- victorious kora from the legend of kora is a great example to see both the ways in which the trope can play out she begins the show at the young age of 4 already convinced and rightly so that she is the avatar and that she alone has the power to save the world she can already bend three of the four elements and is on her way to becoming one of the most powerful avatars there is through the show though we see how her pride and hubris adversely affect her and how her staunch belief in herself and her own powers over and above the advice of others is what leads to her own downfall she believes that as the chosen one she is answerable to nobody and does not need to seek any help and advice to help her in her goal of saving the world after the hubris reaches a peak she accidentally destroys her connection to the spiritual world and her connection to the avatars who came before her who had historically served as advice and comfort givers to their successors after breaking this link she realizes the flaws in believing only her point of view is correct and can save the world she is much more willing to listen to ideas and relies more on others who can help her collectively accomplish what she had been attempting to do on her own before this while it might some sound somewhat moralistic and preachy to be talking about the benefits of collective versus individual thinking it's unfortunately true especially when we consider india today and the way modi is running the country although he does consult other members of his party they all think along the same same lines as him so it can be considered as part of one entity modi the nation's chosen one believes that his his identity as chosen protects him from answering for his decisions including answering to those who chose him in the first place it's notable that he has never held an actual press conference and only makes announcements about the country as and when it pleases him instead of taking interviews with reputable journalists and news organizations he indulges in pr building tactics such as going on bear grills show or being interviewed by a bollywood actor akshay kumar 
who has no formal interview experience i mean come on everything he does is a way to avoid even considering points of view that do not directly align with his own and he believes this behavior is acceptable simply because he is the chosen one much like anakin skywalker he believes his position as a chosen savior entitles him to take decisions arbitrarily without pausing to think about the impact it might have on others more dangerously as the ones who chose him rather than looking at the chosen one as a work in progress who must be constantly questioned the indian public instead chooses to wash their hands off the person they have chosen they believe their duties have been fulfilled by participating in the choosing and say so they do not need to bother about the state of the country any longer it is reminiscent of the council of elders who designated anakin as chosen and then chose to look the other way as he descended further and further towards the dark side of the force by choosing a single person or group to bear responsibility the collective is able to easily shirk any responsibility at all the chosen one trope allows people to believe in the illusion of collective action when really it is just one person so this cheerful note brings us to the end of the episode thank you for coming and listening to me alone talk about my own individual views as if they have collective value yeah a bit hypocritical But anyway, join me in the next episode where things get even eerier. I didn't know I was making such a dark show when I started, I swear.